Hello, this is Apostolic Truth Today, and for those that don't know, this is a podcast. Within this, our mission statement is dedicated to bring forth consistent biblical truths, rightfully dividing the word of truth. And being inspired by God and His Holy Spirit, we're able to bring forth the practical for viewers and those that tune in alike. Once again for another episode of Apostolic Truth today. And it is definitely a blessing to be able to go ahead and record another episode. And I very much appreciate every single person that is listening to these episodes. And I, I, I pray that it's been blessing you thus far within this podcast. If you've yet to listen to any of the other episodes, just go back, uh, take the time, and and, and invest in, in, in listening to some of these truths that have, have been brought forth. And I pray that God bless you from that and that you're, you're fruitful from that. Um, but what I'm going to do today is continue with this series on matters of the heart. I know I was saying it was only going to be a two-part mini-series, but I feel led that it might be broken down into three parts if God so in fact permits and if that's what he wants you know ultimately his will is what's wanting to be brought forth so uh on this Monday I I'm, I'm hoping that you had an awesome weekend and you're ready and ecstatic and excited for this new week that's laid out before you um some people have more responsibilities than others but you know an, another week another dollar another opportunity to to do what God's asking you to do, you know, this is uh, exciting. <laughs> um, but to go ahead and start on this next part, I know last time we had, we had broken it down and we, we talked about um, breaking down what the heart is and the status of the heart, inherently the heart being evil, inherently the, the heart being wicked, inherently it being deceitful above all things. And um, evidence of, of where our heart is at by the things that we say and the things that we do. And then lastly, we talked about what influences the heart, the things that we view, the things that we listen to, the people that we hang around. And I did not mention this last time, but also what we allow to enter into our, our minds. We need to gird our minds. The enemy is going to try to cast and bring forth lies and we have to counter those lies with truths so we need to realize what are we going to believe the lies of the enemy these thoughts that that, that are planted in our minds are we choosing to believe the truth and what god says is true so i i really want to go ahead and, and pick up from that point um and, I, and I'm pretty sure I addressed this, but the reason why we have such a heart problem is because we inherited this sin nature from Adam uh, and Eve from the garden after they had partaken of the fruit. And since then, we've we've had a we've had a sin problem and we've had a heart problem. We have a we have an inherent desire for the things of this world. We had talked about it that we needed to guard our heart because these influencers, these these things that are trying to influence our, our heart and influence our mind to then bring forth action it, it, are, are powerful. And we need to realize everything that we, we allow 
and, and we give the, these, uh, these things our heart, the more they're going to have our heart and the more they're going to have power over us and influence our actions. Whether or not we believe that, it is true. You know, wherever we're making a deposit has some form of, of uh, reaping. Wherever you sow, you will reap. You can't break that basic principle. So if you're sowing in these things that are, that are worldly, you're going to reap worldly things. If you're sowing eternal things, you're going to reap eternal things. So the same thing happens with these deposits where we're placing our heart, where we're placing our focus. Um, we, we, have no, we have no fervor and we have no excitement. We don't have a heart for God and we wonder why. Because our heart's been given to everything else into entertainment, into YouTube, into movies, into politics, into social media, into, into music of this world, into, into YouTube influencers, into, <laughs> into friends that, that, that are weighing on us versus uh, us influencing them. And lastly, before, before we, we kind of get more into it, is these lies of the enemy, these lies of the enemy. He likes to, to get us to believe things that, that you're not good enough, that you're, you can never come back from this. You've, you've really messed up this time. God can't forgive you. Uh, you are weak. Well, the thing is, we can counter these with biblical truths. In my weakness, in my necessities, in my reproaches, God, your glory and your strength can then help me, can shine through. So within my weakness, I know I may have weakness, but that's where you can abound. That's where you can abide, and that's where you can meet the, the gap that, that, I, that I have here, that I can't do this all on my own. There's a realization there. But I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. And greater is he that is within me, which is Jesus, than he that is within the world. So we can counter the, these lies of the enemy by, by, by guarding our heart with the truths of God's word. What are we choosing to meditate on? What are we choosing to believe? The lies of the enemy or the truths within the word of what God says? And this is all part of guarding our heart. This is all part of guarding our our heart. <clears throat> so this is how we counter the wickedness within our heart and make sure that our treasure is within godly things versus things of this world, things that produce nothing but worldly things, things that are, are nothing more than vanity that will eventually in the end be burnt up and, and have no reward. Nothing will be left. So we counter these things by once again guarding our heart, guiding our heart, and allowing God to do what we can't do. So pretty much the three G's, guard, guide, and God. If you get anything from this in regards to uh, matters of the heart is guard, guide, and God. Psalms 119.20 says, 25 says, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. 
You see, once again, the reason why we need to guard our whole heart is because inherently because of that sin nature, inherently because we are worldly, we are made of this world, our, our, our soul clings to the things of the dust. We are made from dust. God breathed life into, the, into this dust, into, into this clay. We are nothing more than what came from this world. So we, 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 we crave the things of this world. Our soul clings to the dust, the things of this world, the matters of this world, the desires desires of this world. But according to your word, according to God's word, I am able to receive new life. When I obey and choose to listen to God's word, I then can take part in, in, this, in this holy calling and I, I can receive his spirit and I can do the things that I necessarily don't want to do, that I don't have the ability to do because I am dust, but with his word and his spirit, I am brought to life and I am more than this world. I am more than this flesh that I inhabit. I am more than this man that I was born by. By, by woman. I am born again. I am brought to life by his word. So that is powerful that we need to, another realization of guarding our heart is, is we are inherently going to cling to the things of this world. So we have to guard what we've got. We have to guard this truth. We have to guard what God reveals in our, in our, in the word. Cause if we don't, our flesh will eventually win and conquer. And that is the thing. This is a daily thing that we have to give our will and our drive and our attention over to God. I don't want to get ahead of myself there, but we need to guard what we have in God and guard our heart with everything. It is so precious. Nothing in this world is worth giving over uh, for the eternal. You know, it, it's, it's as simple as this. Are we giving over the things that are finite for the things that are infinite? That's a crazy thing. Things that, that make up no value. You can have all the riches. You can have all the gold. You can have everything. And it's all going to fade away. But at the end, the eternal, that is what remains. We will receive a heavenly reward. You know, I, I, I don't have the most money in, on, on, this, on this earth and I, and I definitely don't want to be poor in heaven. I'd rather be poor on earth and be rich in heaven. So, so be it. <laughs> oh, man. And once again, with guarding the heart, the things we listen to, I know I briefly mentioned it, but I didn't go in too depth of, of detail with it as to why it's so important. In scripture, we know that music has, has power and has influence over the soul, has influence over our emotions and, and, and our will. We also know in scripture that Saul was troubled in his spirit, that King Saul, this was in the Old Testament, and, and, he, and he would get angered and his soul and his spirit would be, not, not his soul, but his spirit would be troubled. And David would go before him and play the harp and play these notes and, and, it, and it touched his spirit and it began to move and, and his emotions were, were brought towards elegant and good things. And, that, and within that illustration, it shows that music has, has power and that was just with the, the normal musical notes, how much more so with, with these lyrics that they have power. They're, they're, they're saying certain things, they have a message behind them. 
the person that playing them has a spirit behind them. It's either a pleasant, a good spirit, or if it's an angered, rebellious, or a wicked spirit. You know, we've got to be careful as to what we're allowing. If When we listen to Christian and godly music, we're inspired and our faith is 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 elevated and we get stirred within our spirit and our emotions and our and our will are 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 then kind of touched that that we're 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 wanting to we're wanting to to pour out before God we're we're wanting to to praise God and worship God we should want to do these things before the music but the music stirs and it moves within our spirit and and it touches our soul just like Saul and and many others music has power this is a little off topic, but music is, is, is heavenly. It originally came from heaven. Lucifer was in charge of, 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 of worship. He, 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 was, he was charge over it all, but I don't want to completely get off topic with that. But just remember, music has power, so the things that we listen to are, are important. Um, and what we're watching, we already went over that in the previous podcast, but the things that we listen to... If it's not godly, it's going to have an impact on, on, our, on, on our emotions, our thoughts, the things that we think, and the things that we say, the things that we want to do. So if we remember anything from this, we may desire it, we may want it, but it doesn't mean that we need to do it. The things that we don't want to do, sometimes we need to do. Our emotions and our, and our will sometimes say no, our flesh may be strong. But the spirit is stronger. We just need to allow the spirit to begin to work. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like fasting. I don't feel like reading. Well, the thing is, a lot of times our flesh isn't going to want to do these things. But when you make up in your mind that no matter how I feel, I'm going to do these things, not just because they're, 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 they're works, but it's, it's things that I want to do to please God. I want to grow and deepen my relationship with God. I want to learn more of God. I want to continue to grow in God, not be complacent with where I'm at, that you choose to neglect the, these emotions in, the, in these, these feelings that are saying, I don't want to do it because... Oop, <laughs> sorry about that. I need to start turning off my ringer before I go ahead and record it. I seem to get interrupted a lot from that. But long story short is even when we don't feel like it, our emotions are saying no and our will and our, and our flesh is saying no, that we need to do these things to, to continue to grow in God and to get out of this flesh. We need to, once again, I'll say it, die daily. And this is all part of guarding our heart, just kind of monitoring what's going in, uh, and it will affect what comes out. So now with the second point is to guide the heart. How can we guide the heart? The, the heart is desperately wicked, and, and who can know it? It's not good. How can we guide something that is so, that is so inherently evil, that is, is, is of this world? Well, we can start by, by going by what the Word says. The Word instructs us, us to how to, to, to guide the heart as, as a way to influence the heart and how to, to, to guide it and rear it into the way that we need it to go. So within Scripture, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 19 says, Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thy heart in the way. So Scripture shows 
that we need to guard our heart in the way in its goings and, and how to proceed further. We know that, that the heart influences the emotions, influences the will, and influences action. How can we guide it? It's asking us to guide it. So in the practical, how can we guide it? For it says, He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. So Proverbs 28, 26 says, to guide the heart is to walk wisely. So wisdom is the answer as to how to guide our heart. Because wisdom goes beyond emotion. It goes beyond will. It's, it goes beyond these things that we want to do. Wisdom is what we know is right what we know is true, and, and when, when to do these things as to what time. Wisdom is, is, is given in, in time, and it's given by God in his word. But not, it's not necessarily wisdom of this world. It's not a, a worldly wisdom we're looking for. It's a godly wisdom. It's understanding his word, and, and within time and within, within learning, we learn application as, as to when it's best, how it's best. It's, it's a constant process of growing in wisdom that we can turn our heart away from these things that are not good. To turn our hearts away from its inherent nature is to grow in wisdom. So how we guide the heart is to grow in wisdom. And what does scripture have to say in, in clarification uh, to that? It says in Proverbs chapter chapter 4, verse 5 through 27, we're going to go ahead and, and break this apart here. It says, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from thy words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principle, therefore. So get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding get understanding. We need, to, we need to grow an understanding as to why this is true. And then we, we, we apply it and continue to grow in wisdom, in godly wisdom. It's not worldly wisdom, but it, it's, it's wisdom of his word. It's true. For his ways are greater than our ways. And his wisdom far exceeds any wisdom that we could even begin to muster up because he's the almighty God. It says in verse 8, Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. When thou doest, embrace her. She shall give thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. And what's it doing here within uh, wisdom? It's talking in the female pronoun. So, hear, O my son, and receive my sayings. In the years of my life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, or you won't be held back. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it turn from it and pass away for they sleep not except they have done mischief and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall for they ate bread of the wickedness and drink wine of violence but the path of the just is a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day 
The way of a wicked is as darkness that know not what they stumble. They know not what they stumble because they're following their heart. They're following their emotions. They're following their in- inherent will. You know, to follow their heart is doing what they want to do, walking in iniquity, deceiving themselves. They're tripping over themselves and not realizing what's happening, not realizing why this this is this is this is in, uh, going on. Is because they're walking in darkness. They have no light to see, and they don't realize where this light comes from. It's coming from God and it's coming within his word. My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Verse 20 says, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Let them encompass, let them overshadow, let them envelop your heart. Let his words and his instruction be the focus, making these deposits along the way, making up our heavenly treasure. Let's place our heart within his word. Let's allow his word to, to, to envelop our, our heart in such a way that, that it begins to change and move our desires, that it begins to change our focus, that, that, that our will is then given over to, to God and his Holy Spirit and he work on us and change us over time. For this is a process. God, guide my heart. For verse 22 says, For they are life unto those that find him and health to all their fret their flesh. So once again, bring to life this dust that has no substance through, that has no substance being made possible through his word and Holy Spirit. This is to those that not only read the word, but follow. They obey the word. They meditate in prayer on the word and they hunger for the word of God, for someone to find something they had to have been seeking. For someone to find something, they had to have been seeking and looking for something. So if you're really seeking after God, if you're really looking for the things of God and you're hungering for the things of God, you're going to find the things of God. If you want to grow and, and to do things that are right in God and you want to and you want to continue to to guide this heart, if you want to continue to do the things that are pleasing unto God, it's the answer is within his word. The answer is within constant relationship with him. What are what, pretty much where's our focus? And then verse 23 says, Guard thy heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. This is the New Living Translation, by the way. I think it brings forth much, much desired attention to that is guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It says it there once again, if we don't guard our heart, we allow certain things to influence our heart and our mind and our and our focus and our emotions, it's going to affect where we end up. It's going to affect who we become. It's going to affect the course of our life, the actions that we do. We don't just magically wake up one day and 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 appear somewhere and realize, man, I randomly got here. No, it's a slow, gradual process. You might not understand how it happened, but over time, you just kind of didn't guard your heart. You allowed certain things in, and those eventually produce action, and those actions affect the course of your life. You're steering the course of your life by your heart. That's why we need to, to guide our heart. Because if we don't guide it in the right direction, our life is going to go in the direction we might not want it to go. But if we guide our heart in the right direction, the things that are good, the things that are godly, 
will be following that straight and narrow path and at the end of the and at the end of our time we'll we'll be happy and we'll be not complacent but we'll be fulfilled knowing that we brought our our life under subjection to God and brought it to a place that is pleasing under God unto God in the end so put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips far from thee. Watch what we say. Watch how we talk to other people. Let's not be so quick to gossip. Let's not be so quick to lie. Let's not be so quick to bad mouth. Let's not be so quick to judge people. Yeah, we can judge sin, but let's not be so quick to judge people. Let thy eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Straight and narrow is the path. Wide is the way to destruction. Broad is the way to destruction. Meaning if we don't follow that straight and narrow, that, that thin way and ponder our feet to and fro, looking straight ahead, ponder, like it says in verse 26, pondering the path of thy feet and letting all our ways be established by his word. It says in Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my way. It will, it will give us enough light just to see exactly where we need to walk going forward. We, we may not understand. We might not exactly have all the answers, but we have enough to, to at least make the next step. We have enough to take another step. And, and eventually those steps add up and they affect the course of our life, who we've become, where we are, what, what, what we've done. It all, it, it all matters on the, these small steps that we're making. It all matters as to what we're giving our heart. It matters as to how we're guarding and guiding our heart. For we can't afford to get distracted. It's like driving a car. If you're texting and driving, if, if you're doing other things than, than focusing on driving, you're more inclined to get in a wreck. You're more inclined to get distracted. You're more inclined to veer off into the other lane and go into the, the, that broad side. But we need to stay straight. We need to stay straight and narrow. We can't afford to be veering, going back and forth, driving as if we're drunk by the things of this world. We need to continue to follow that straight path. So turn not to the right hand, nor turn to the left. Remove the feet, thy feet from evil. Iniquity in our self-will says, let's not try to, let's try to do it our own way. Let's try to do it a better way. Or maybe let's try a path of just a little bit of less resistance. The thing is, as humans, we're all, we don't like discomfort. We don't like things that aren't easy. When it makes us feel uneasy, we try to avoid and shy away from it. But when we grow in God and we allow God's word to work on us and to, and to influence us and to, 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 get, to guide our lives, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's going to be painful. But we need to be under submission to his word and to what he has to say within our lives. For there's not a better way. We can't do this on our own. The path is laid out before you. The question is, will we walk it? Do we trust in God's wisdom and God's uh, uh, unlimited understanding versus our own? Do we trust God over ourselves? That's what it comes down to. We need to step out of, of, of our comfort zone and allow God to guide our steps through words. This is, the, this is how we guide the heart. We guide the heart by growing in godly wisdom, in the wisdom from the word, the words that proceedeth out of the word of God. Allowing that to envelop our heart, to allow those scriptures to take life within us, to take deep life 
root that brings forth action for I won't just be a hearer of the word, but I'll be a doer as well, whatever you ask of me. So right now I, I pray over anybody that's listening that, that this resonate within their heart, that this is touching them, that, that we need to guide our heart because there's a lot of influencers out there. There's a lot of things that are trying to influence our mind and our heart and our will and, and, and our desires because though the world is a strong force and it's getting stronger and it's con consistently opposing the things of God. It's consistently getting further from the word of God and what God wants us to do. Sin is now being encouraged and as the thing that 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 is right follow your heart follow your emotions what they're telling you to do but we know that's not right for those that follow god we need to get further and further away from the things of this world we need to allow the word to influence us we need to allow his spirit to influence us so i pray right now that these words touch you that these words prick your heart and that these words go deep and, and take deep root within your heart that they bring forth change that we need to guard our heart that we need to guide our heart and that we need to allow god to do what he wants to do when when we when we can't do what we can do anymore allow god to step in we're going to touch on that on the next podcast episode but i pray that this this move on you i pray that you've you've learned something from this that you grow grow from this and I pray that, that you have an amazing week and, and you do what God wants to do within your life. In Jesus' name, this has been another episode of Apostolic Truth today. Have a good one. <laughs>